Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everybody. Good evening. It is December 2nd, Wednesday. Doesn't feel like Wednesday, but Monday, it felt like Wednesday. And this Wednesday feels like it's Monday. Isn't that strange? I don't know why that is. I don't know why it works. I've got the Christmas lights up on the flag. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's December. December 2nd, it's moving fast. And what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about leadership. It's something that I've decided to put myself in at a very early age, and it's not necessarily the easiest job in the world. It's hard, and leadership is hard, and and self-leadership is even harder. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm going to show you a couple of videos, some things that inspire me, and the way I kind of look on life. And uh, yeah, so listen, we start every show with a story and I figured I would talk about work. There was this wonderful magician and and I, and I want to be very clear. There is a parrot in the story and I'm not going to do the parrot voice. I want a cracker. I'm not going to do that. Not going to happen. So you're going to have to imagine a parrot voice. Okay. And if I accidentally go into character and do half of a parrot voice, please forgive me. This magician who had aspirations to go into Vegas, to go into Broadway or work with David Copperfield or David Blaine, never did anything like that. Although he was a great magician, he was unnoticed and unfound. So he picked up a job on a cruise ship and although could have been a bad experience, certainly wasn't. It paid the bills, did everything that was required to to do, which is pay you and give you good living and you get to go to port and you get to experience some good things. But there was just one thing about this job that he hated and it was that damn bird, that parrot that was the captain's. And how cliche that a captain would have a parrot. He didn't have a wooden leg. He didn't have an eye patch. And he didn't have skull and bones. He was dressed in the white, good humor man, naval uniform. But he had a parrot. And this parrot did atrocious things for this magician. Every time he did a trick, the parrot would call out the secret. He would have the rings and he would say, you know, he's splitting the rings. He's splitting the rings. He would hide a bunny and he's like, it's in the hat. It's in the hat. He would put up a cloth and make the girl disappear. He goes, trap door, trap door. And every trick he did, trap door. I can't do it the whole time though. So that was it. The audience would just be like, oh, blue, you know, and just horrible for the poor guy. And every night he would go to sleep and he just didn't know what the hell to do because he couldn't kill the bird. He thought about killing the bird. He thought about letting the bird go. But everything he did, he realized that the captain would know. And he simply had to tolerate it. On one of the biggest shows of his life, he's going to saw a woman in half. And he just was hoping that the bird would let him off once. And as he began to saw the box, the parrot squawked. It's a trap. Trap box, trap box. There's two women, two women. Whatever. (laughs) And the magician just throws the saw down and he's just like, son of a, that's it. Can't do this anymore. 
And then the parrot's like, <laughs> you know, just mocks him. And he, right then he wanted to pick up the song, just do, but he couldn't. So he just went to his cabin, went to sleep. Late that night, the ship started to sink. And it was such a crazy mess that the man ran and jumped off at the last minute. And the ship sank. And unfortunately, it was only him floating on a plank piece of wood in the middle of the ocean. And after a few seconds, he looks at the bubbles from where the ship sank. And he sees a parrot in a cage who's unconscious. And he's like, oh, I might need food, though. So he grabs the cage and he sets it up there. And a few hours later, the parrot wakes up and snaps up and sits on his perch. And the man is just looking at the parrot like, I swear, if you say a word, I'm going to eat you. And the parrot just looks around, cocks his neck, and doesn't understand what's going on and just keeps looking. A day goes by and the sun comes up, sun goes down, a little bit of waves, some storms, whatever. And still, the magician hasn't said a word. He just stares at that parrot. And the parrot continues to look around and seems as perplexed as a bird can be perplexed. And then the third day goes, and the fourth day, and then on the fifth day, the magician isn't grimacing anymore as he's tired and he's hungry and sick. And finally, the parrot looks at him and says to him, Okay, I give up. Where's the ship? You know, I wouldn't consider those to be dad jokes. I consider them to be close to dad jokes, but it's all about the delivery, right? Jokes can be extremely funny if they're delivered properly. And I'm not claiming that they're delivered properly. I just wanted to let you know that if a joke was delivered properly, it's usually funny. I'll let you be the judge. Folks, this is Don't Unfriend Me. Fantastic. We have reached 600 viewers, and that is exciting for me, considering that Facebook has decided to destroy us and not allow us to advertise but that's okay the election will be over soon and when it does we will flip the proverbial advertising switch and we will bring in new blood new dummies to grace our presence folks if you could do me a favor please subscribe like share go to facebook throw me some likes throw some subscribes on youtube go over to instagram Throw me an invite, follow, whatever it is. I would love to engage with you. You can also go to don'tunfriendme.com for the same thing. And let's become friends. It's important. What do we do in this show? Well, we talk about a bunch of crazy stuff. We talk about current events. We talk about topics, all sorts of topics, whether it's about movies or whether it's just about pop culture or friends or, or something stupid in the media or politics or elections or whatever's really on there. Talk about sports sometimes. It's just an overall cornucopia of dialogue. But before we start tonight, I want to give my two trumps up. My two trumps up go to all the dummies, all 600 of them. Thank you so much. 600 likes. That is a huge accomplishment for me. And I am extremely proud of what we've done. I'm going to get a little bit of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Two trumps up to all the dummies. Now, let's get into this show. Leadership is a difficult thing to explain. There really isn't a reason to want to do it. 
it's usually thrust upon the people who want it the least. And it's not given to the people who want it the most. And the best way I can describe leadership in my career is it's similar to dating. When you want a girlfriend more than anything else in the world, she doesn't come around. And when you finally find somebody and don't want girlfriends anymore, all of a sudden, everybody's interested. And it doesn't make any sense. Is it pheromones? Is it confidence? Is it a certain swagger? Is it a sadistic behavior from the opposite sex just to destroy your relationship? I don't know. But the same is true for leadership and being selected for leadership. When I joined the Navy, I was terrified. I had a father who was tough, but I had never met anyone like the RDCs and how they treated me. My last name was Spear, and in the military, specifically the Navy... They take your first initial of your name and stick it at the end of your name. Well, my first name is Matthew. So they took S-P-E-E-R and stuck an M on it. Now hold that thought for a minute because the next thing they do is they call you a seaman. It took the RDCs about three and a half seconds to say, Seaman sperm, get your tatty pole wiggly Block, blah, 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 ass over here right now and blippity 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 bloop drop and give me 50 that name stuck with me for a while and it was fantastic later they called me ash or ashen because my white legs and that was much preferred than being called a small tadpole sperm but the point is, is i learned something about leadership that day is that yelling at people isn't necessarily the best motivator but man did i not learn that for a while And the things I learned in the military helped me. How to fold a t-shirt, how to shine shoes, how to make a rack, how to abandon ship and drop and push gravity. Those type of things taught me the basics. And the basics are absolutely essential in leadership. Because if you can't do the simple, how will you do the complex? Later, I learned how to push my mind past its boundaries. How to do memory retention. How to try to remember everybody's name which I can't do, but I remember every face and everything I see. It's a useful talent. If you have a name tag, you're set. I will remember your name. If not, most people will tell you I have to ask their name, even after I've been in a conversation with them for three hours. I'm sorry. We've been sharing wonderful dialogue. What was your name again? (laughs) It was almost like a bad morning you wake up with somebody sleeping next to you. Hi, I'm Matt. What's your name? The proverbial slap happens shortly after. So in leadership, the thing I learned most was how to challenge how other people led me in the military. Then I learned how to expand my mind, and then I learned how to push my body and negotiate with my body. And we'll talk a little bit about negotiation later. And I pushed myself past any mental and physical boundaries that I knew I had. And this wasn't boot camp because Navy boot camp's a walk in the park. I don't show you this for bragging rights. And there probably was a time that I would. And I simply have them now because they look good in my office, but none of them mean anything. What they do remind me of are the people who helped me achieve this success. Whether it was national success in customer service, whether it was worldwide success in customer service working with Apple, whether it was having the strongest region in the United States from an employee and customer perspective, 
whatever, whatever, excuse me, whatever these awards were, they meant something to me. And these were markers in my career. And I remember the failure more than I remember the success. I also remember the humility I must have because the people who did the work receive them. There's a funny joke. There's a man who works for a boss and they work in a computer store or whatever it is. And he drives up in a Bentley. And the worker looks at the boss and goes, oh my gosh, what a beautiful car. The boss goes, thank you. And in a couple of years, if you apply yourself and work really, really, really hard, I'll buy a second one. So the point is, is that I didn't do any of the work to earn those, but it took me a long time to realize that. So no matter what successes I had in my career, I have to realize that it is a team effort and the leader does not get credit. The leader's job is to make sure the right people get the credit. I guess the first thing I would say is you have to have belief. Now, this is something that eluded me. I didn't necessarily believe in God or religion. I didn't believe in hierarchy or chain of command sometimes. I challenged authority. I didn't believe in feedback. And most importantly, I didn't believe in myself. And that is probably the number one caveat to getting on the road to being a leader. Is You have to believe in what you do. You have to understand your limits. You have to understand and have belief in others to fill the gaps that you have. It's extremely important to have not self-confidence, but that self-efficacy that we'll talk about in a video that's coming up. The next thing is good. And this is a new one. I have a very huge space in my heart for SOs or special warfare operator SWOs. It doesn't matter what field. I have collected them in my life. I have worked with them in my life. And I just think that, that special operators are amazing. They are quiet professionals. They have a gear that people don't understand. They have taught me so many things. And Jocko Willenick, who I do not know, I think that man has the answer. And he has the ability to talk to 98% of the planet. He may not speak the language. So how about this? 98% of the United States who speak English. The man does not talk above people. And he is extremely powerful. And I'm going to show you a video of Jocko right now where you have to learn how to say good. And it's an interesting one if you haven't seen it. So enjoy it. Here it is. One of my direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would, he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem, and... He said, I already know what you're going to say. I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted. Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. 
Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. You learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well now, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage, and go out on the attack. Jocko is so motivating, and he's so humble. The man has done things that I, I can't even fathom, but he just has a way of speaking to people. Guy's up at 0400 every morning. He's incredible. Pushes his body to the max. And, and honestly, he's been one of the people that have helped me uh, reclaim my life and get back into the, the shape that I want to be in. And uh, I hope you like that one. That one's awesome. There's, there's a couple more I want to show you. But I think that's a good transition into pain. Is life is pain. Anyone says it isn't is trying to sell you something. It's from a great movie, Princess Bride. It happens to be true. Life is pain, and you have to learn how to navigate through it. You need to understand what pain is. And pain can be a lot of different things. Pain can be physical. It can be mental. It can be spiritual, metaphysical. But no matter how you absorb it, how you process it is the most important thing. And there is a way to tell your body that pain is a good thing. It lets you know you're alive. It lets you know you have fight left. It lets you know that you can continue on your course. And although it may hurt, surrendering to it is worse. And as a person who was in that pit and didn't understand how to get out, the main reason I didn't was that pain and that fear of, of causing myself more. But I knew the answer, and we all do. We know the answer of what it's going to take to get to where we want to go. But we choose the easy path. We choose the water solution, the path of least resistance, or dwindle over time. That tapping on the same rock for an eon will solve the problem. But in our lives, we don't have eons. We have moments, infinitesimal moments, nanoseconds on the scale of life to make an impact. And every one that we waste is a futile effort. We are not water. We are blunt instruments, and we must fight through the pain. And if you don't push yourself, you'll never know your limits. And if you don't know your limits, you have no idea where you're going or how to get there. Wreckage. Feedback. Feedback is a difficult thing, man. And I have received feedback, and it is hard my wife has given me feedback. My sister gave me feedback yesterday that was tough, and I had to sit there and listen to it. But there was a time that I didn't understand it, and I believed feedback was a bomb. And all the companies that talked to me said, no, no, feedback's a gift. It's a gift. No, it's not a gift. Feedback is a bomb. But there's another statement to that. 
you can choose what you want to let that bomb do. And you can either dismantle it and disarm it and use the pieces and build something better. Or you can let it go off inside you and blow you apart. That's the wreckage that I talk about. And when I used to get feedback, I would say they don't understand. Why don't they listen to me? I know what I'm doing. I'm a better leader than they are. Why won't they get the numbers? I'm telling them how to be successful. Why won't they listen? I was causing wreckage. I was creating bombs for other people that were impossible to defuse. I was giving them three seconds on the clock. If you're going to give feedback, you must know how to receive it. You must have positive intent. You must listen to the person giving it to you. And the positive intent isn't for you to look at them and say, hey, don't give me feedback. Have positive intent that I'm doing the right thing. No, 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 no. That's not what it is. Positive intent for you to give to them that they are coming from a good place to help you. And if you don't, you will have more wreckage. And stopping the wreckage inside of you will help you get to where you want to go. Negotiate. Negotiate with your body for more, with your mind for more. You are more capable. You know when you run, you give in to the weakness. Your legs burn. And then immediately you go, my legs are burning. And you stop. My chest hurts. I need air. I better stop. Teach your body to get air while you continue to run. Teach your legs to give you more while you continue to run. Once you reach that pinnacle point inside yourself that you understand your boundaries and you understand what you can and cannot do, there is no more negotiation. Your body gives in and it will give you what you need to survive, but you must push it. You must always do more. Every rep, every curl, every push-up, every sit-up, every mile, do more. Every problem you solve, Every time you fall down, every time you get feedback, go back for more. It's never enough. Always be a student with negotiating with your body. The last thing, this one's going to be a little longer, I think. Easy day. The only easy day was yesterday. It's a team two quote. A lot of the SEAL teams use it, and it's the truth. If you are having a bunch of easy days lined up in a row then you are doing nothing, nothing. The work you do is, is just a waste. Every single day, challenge yourself to learn something new. Every single day, challenge yourself to be better. Every day, you look at that person in the mirror and say, I'm going to beat you tomorrow. The moment I wake up, it is going to be an easy day because the only easy day was yesterday, and I'm going to make sure of that. We can go through life in course and just go through it and cruise Don't make every day harder than the day before. Last thing. This is the real last thing. Then we're going to get into watching some videos. This one's going to be a long one. I have a feeling five years. Ask yourself the question. I'm about to get upset. I'm about to get frustrated. About to lose my temper. I'm about to lose control. I'm about to drop professionality. I'm about to drop my courage, my loyalty, my positivity. I'm going to walk into a room and I'm going to crest the door and I'm going to choose my attitude and it's going to be a bad one. All of that. Stop and ask yourself, in five years, will I care? 
In five years, am I going to care that my boss didn't let me off early? In five years, am I going to care that I didn't get a 3% raise? In five years, am I going to care that maybe someone else got a promotion over me? And if the answer is no, then stop caring now. Fix it. Say good. Because nine times out of 10, you're going to just take it and, and make a block in your head and do worse. Don't. Face it head on. Have managerial courage. Go to that person and ask, what can I do better? In five years, I never want to remember this day. How can you help me forget? What can I do to be a student? What can I do to humble myself to be better? And what did I do wrong so I can figure out what I did right? Five years. I will tell you, I ask myself this all the time, and it has helped me be a better person. When someone comes on and starts flaming on the site or on our show, I just say, am I going to care about this person? Does this really matter? Do I know them? Do they know me? What I'm, not, I'm not going to allow them to control me. I'm not going to allow them to get in my head and give them that power. I'm going to put them on a five-year timer, and then if it matters five years from now, I'll address it then. Otherwise, I'm done. I am a creature of habit. Every morning, I eat the same thing for breakfast. I finish the same snacks at night. I work out every day. I challenge my mind every single day. I start off the morning the same way. I end it the same way. I want to show you a video. In this video, I have watched every single morning for the last three years. And this is how I start my day. And this video pumps me up. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like it. And please, you can download it anytime you want. It's called Unbroken. It's a motivational video. You can get it on YouTube. I'll share the link with you. Watch this movie. Watch this video. Listen to the words, man. I've got them memorized. And when I'm down, I, put, I play this in my head. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path, and that will make all the difference. Your time is limited So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. You've got to find what you love, and that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. But you're gonna have some ups and you're gonna have some downs. Most people give up on themselves easily. You know the human spirit is powerful? There's nothing as powerful. It's hard to kill the human spirit. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid, they have happy relationships. Anybody can be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have faith under those kinds of circumstances. The real challenge of growth 
mentally, emotionally, and spiritually comes when you get knocked down. It takes courage to act. Part of being hungry when you've been defeated, it takes courage to start over again. Fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Fear put people in the hospital. Fear can age you, can hold you back from doing something that you know within yourself that you're capable of doing, but it will paralyze you. At the end of your feelings is nothing. But at the end of every principle is a promise. Behind your little feelings, it might not be absolutely nothing at the end of your little feelings. But behind every principle is a promise. And some of you in your life, the reason why you're not at your goal right now, because you're just all about your feelings. You, you all on your feelings. You don't feel like waking up. So who does? Every day you say no to your dreams, you might be pushing your dreams back a whole six months, a whole year. That one single day, that one day you didn't get up could have pushed your stuff back I don't know how long. Don't allow your emotions to control you. We are emotional, but you want to begin to discipline your emotion. If you don't discipline and contain your emotions, they will use you. You want it, and you're going to go all out to have it. It's not going to be easy when you want to change. It's not easy. If it were, in fact, easy, everybody would do it. But if you're serious, you'll go all out. I'm in control here. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm not going to let this destroy me. I'm coming back. And I'll be stronger and better because of it. You have got to make a declaration that this is what you stand for. You're standing up for your dreams. You're standing up for peace of mind. You're standing up for health. Take full responsibility for your life. Accept where you are and the responsibility that you're going to take yourself where you want to go. You can decide that I'm going to live each day as if it were my last. Live your life with passion, with some drive. Decide that you're going to push yourself. The last chapter to your life has not been written yet, and it doesn't matter about what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter about what happens to you. What matters is, what are you going to do about it? This year, I will make this goal become a reality. I won't talk about it anymore. I can. I can. I can. Persevere, I think, is important for everybody. Don't give up. Don't give in. There's always an answer to everything.
you know, everybody knows that I focus on Veteran Crisis Hotline on every show. And I wish I, I could have inspired people who just gave up. And I will tell you, I think that's the last thing I can tell you is that you can't waste time. Every person you lead, it's our obligation to find why we hired them, why we put them in our circle, why we brought them under our wing. That's our job. And then you give them what they need to be successful. You ask them what they need to be successful. You invest in their professional and personal development. But there has to come a time that you have to let go. And that's hard for a show that says, don't unfriend me. But you can't waste time on negativity. You can't allow people to bring you down. You must set the standard. Because your leadership defines where your company will go, where you will go professionally, where you will go personally, and it will be your legacy. And if you surround yourself with people who don't believe in that mission, you will fail. Positivity is the most important thing in your life. You don't have time for negativity because if you do, you will dwell on it. It is a cancer. It will eat you from the inside and will wind up consuming your message. Leadership is hard, but everything's hard. If you say it's hard, it'll be hard. If you say it's impossible, you're right. You will click. You will figure it out. I remember I tried to do a fundraiser 10 years ago. I didn't get a dime. But this one that we just did for Tammy's Diner, it's up to almost $5,000 now. Why? What's the difference? I don't know. Maybe it's determination. Maybe I needed to learn some things. Maybe I had to develop trust. Maybe I had to learn how to communicate more effectively to get people to believe in what I believe in. But it doesn't matter. It's called growth. And it can't happen in the comfort zone. It doesn't happen when it's easy. It doesn't happen when you don't know how to negotiate, when there's no pain, when you don't say good. It's tough for a reason and it takes time. And if you expect to come out of college and just be there, that only happens to a few. Steve Jobs worked tirelessly every day. He was a sanctimonious jerk most days, but he was a genius. And the moment he figured it out, he freaking died. He died. It's not always going to be what you want it to be. You're going to lose money. You're going to lose time. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose confidence. You're going to lose all of it. But your job is to get it back. When you unlock this thing that I'm talking about, when you unlock this little light inside of you, you can do whatever you want. And the best example I have is Joe Rogan, man. And the guy is a communicator and he's not the smartest in the world, but he's wicked freaking smart. And he comes off and he's deceptively wicked smart. You look at him and go, mm-mm, mm-hmm. He is. He is a master communicator. He can get people to talk. He has conviction and belief. He has moxie. He has passion for life and he believes and he will not allow anyone to change what he believes. But he will allow everyone to change his mind and that is a gift. I work on that every day. 
You can ask people. I don't have all the answers. I know people who hate me. I know people who will never talk to me again because of my leadership and they have every right. I was a horrible human being for a lot of times. But there are other guys who called me Hitler and then 10 years later say thank you for teaching me everything I know about leadership. You don't see the results. Just keep believing in yourself and keep taking the feedback and don't allow that negativity and those bombs to hit you and you will eclipse your potential and then there's nothing you can't do. You'll make a podcast. You'll get your awards. You'll get your nice house. You'll get your beautiful kids and you will make mistakes and you will continue to grow. Just say good. Folks, that's all I got. If you feel inspired, if you feel passionate, if you feel like you're ready to go and just take on the world, then do it. But I can't make a video every day for you. You've got to make your own video. You've got to find what triggers it inside of you. That chemical reaction that drives you for striving for perfection and reaching excellence. If you enjoyed this today, can't promise it'll be as good every day. But subscribe, like, share, follow, whatever it is. And if you know somebody who can use this, share it with them. It's important. This is also important. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. Please, veterans are in desperate need of you. 24 to 25 veterans kill themselves a day during the holiday. It's usually 22. It goes up. If you know a veteran who's not doing well, traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress, please reach out. If you can't make that call, if you can't reach them, call me. There's people on the show who will do it with you. And if they need help, go to my website, don'tunfriendme.com. Click up on the VCL link in the top right-hand corner. It'll immediately connect to a Skype call free of charge with a video counselor to help. And that is the least we can do for the bravest men and women that we all know. Folks, there is a special outro I will have tonight. It thanks a couple people who helped make my show what it is today. I hope you follow, like, and subscribe. Thank you for watching. I hope just a little bit I created that little tiny spark and it turns into a nuclear reactor of power for you. And you walk through walls. There is nothing you can't accomplish. And you owe it to yourself to try. Thanks. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point